welcome back to another episode of So What Are We Watching? My name's Andrew. I'm Jay Pollitt. And this is our second episode. We do want to apologize because we did say we was going to release these bi-weekly, but we kind of found the time to record it weekly, so... Enjoy this more regular content, I guess. So, I guess we'll start this episode off by asking, Andrew, what have you been watching? Men. Men. <laughs> The the film men, not just not men in general. The the film men. Uh, Alex Garland, uh, who directed films like Ex Machina, Annihilation, and also one of your favorite films. Yeah, he didn't direct it, but he wrote uh, Twenty Eight Days Later. Which, if you guys listened to last week's episode, uh, you'll know that that is my second favorite movie. This film stars Jesse Buckley and Rory Kinner. Uh, you might know him from Black Mirror. This film is basically about what it says in the name men a widow basically moves into a small little village and is basically tormented by a bunch of men who kind of look all the same something i didn't realize all these men are played by the same person this film uh is another a24 film like everything everywhere all at once that we talked about last time um and this film is it's 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 something um i'll say that much i i do not want to spoil anything with this film I'm quite mixed feelings about it. Uh, the first half is a very slow burn. It sets it up. It's it's not like slow burn like Midsummer. It's slow burn like it's you know focuses a little bit more on the nature side of it. And then the second half is just downright disturbing and downright like it it made me want to have a shower afterwards. Just the things I saw in that like I don't know. There's there's gory and there's horrific and then there's just whatever men showed me it felt weird because the whole message they're going for is like oh men are bad but i feel like that's been done like a million times like it doesn't really try to do anything new or different with that and at the same time it's literally like portraying the main female protagonist in the same way which horror films have been criticized for for years the villains in this are, are, are very weak uh as much as i love rory his acting his range and his characters in this film you know it's pretty land he's pretty scary pretty creepy when it comes to it if you want to put across a strong female protagonist don't portray her in the same way that the films have done for years it could have been done a lot better and it kind of goes towards my sort of argument that i don't think men should be the ones directing films about women some have done it well but it's like a lot of them are just like you know it's not it's not going to be accurate because they're men not women as the film title implies men what what's more scary than men you decide you can go check out men now in the cinema uh if you want to uh make your own judgment on it but do be warned it is very graphic but enough about what i've been watching what have you been watching jordan so just the other day i went to watch the new top gun maverick which is of course a sequel to the classic 80s film top gun which they have not watched i am sorry I have not watched it, but it's the kind of thing, I looked it up online, you don't have to watch the original, and I still found I kind of like understood everything. Have you seen the original Top Gun? I've seen the original Top Gun, but I'm not too big of a a Tom Cruise fan. That's just my opinion, I guess. So the original Top Gun film has apparently received quite a bit of criticism. I don't know why, because I haven't seen it. From what I've heard, it makes the original better. It's as good, I think, as an action movie can get. (laughs) It's Tom Cruise, Jennifer Connelly, uh, Miles Teller, and they've got 
Tom Cruise and Miles Teller have quite a good chemistry between them, but I'm not going to spoil why or what that's about. Find out by watching the film in cinemas. And on that note, that uh, kind of leads us into our main topic for this episode. Since Top Gun Maverick, after all, is a reboot, we will be talking about reboots. Because a lot of like what we're planning to do with this episode is basically just talk about how bad reboots are. <laughs> but at the same time... Um... This is a reboot, which, like I said, apparently makes the original better. I think most audiences have favoured this a lot higher than the original, and I thought it was a reboot worth watching. Again, I haven't seen the original, so I can't give too much of an input on that. But, yeah, I mean, I guess there's, there's an example of a good reboot. An example of a bad reboot... Um, I'm probably going to say Space Jam A New Legacy. Uh, I don't know if you've watched I Space have Jam. Have you watched the original Space no. Jam? Many of you have probably watched the original Space Jam as like kids or watched it as adults, and it's a great film. Probably didn't receive a good reception from parents back then, but it's become a cult classic. Then obviously Warner Bros. decided, let's reboot it, let's remake it with LeBron James as a new basketballer lead. Space Jam, A New Legacy, is one of those reboots that just falls flat for many reasons from you know its main characters to a lot of like design changes to just the story just being a complete rehash of what the original was which i get it's trying to homage that original story but it also it, it becomes a little bit of a cameo fest and a fan service fest and at that point like it doesn't have any substance to it it's it's just for a kid's film yeah maybe if you like what four or five you might enjoy it if you don't you know appreciate a little bit of good storytelling, a little bit of good acting. But you've probably passed that age and you probably, you know, you'll, you'll see that this film is essentially just, you know, awful. I can't say I've heard a single good thing about it. I mean, there's obviously loads of different examples we can give to this. Let's go back to last week's episode where we were talking about our favourite films because a good number of these have been rebooted. 28 Days Later, not so much a reboot, but had a sequel, which, I mean, I'm going to count sequels in this because it's continuing off an original work. Um, 28 Days Later had 28 Weeks Later. Donnie Darko had the dreadful S. Darko. The Lion King, I think, is a huge example of just bad reboots. Like, I don't even think they made it to make, oh, let's make a live-action Lion King. It is purely a CGI demonstration. You know, The Lion King already had two sequels back in the day anyway. It had The Lion King 2, Simba's Pride, and then The Lion King 1 and a half, which was kind of like an alternate take on the original Lion King, just kind of showing what um, Timon and Pumbaa were doing during the parts that Simba wasn't there. And from your films, I mean, we've got Halloween. Uh, the new Halloween series stars Jamie Lee Curtis as Laura Strode 40 years later. Michael Myers being played this time round by James Duke Courtney, but also Nick Castle, the original Michael Myers, in some parts. I guess that's kind of like with in Marvel's universe, they've had for a while until Mark Ruffalo became the Hulk full time. They had the Hulk back in the 1970s in the Incredible Hulk TV show. They used to have him like do the voice and all the noises and I think maybe even the motion capture as well. I feel like this is a good example of a good reboot doesn't try to you know redo anything it doesn't you know kill off like old characters it's equally as scary and terrifying and just brutal as the original uh not as much as a slow burn 
since it's kind of a more modernized version, so modernized audience kind of has a very short attention span, but it still holds up, and you know, it's it's one of my favorite interpretations of the Halloween films, which. I'm actually meeting both Nick Castle and James Jude Courtney in October. I'm getting a autograph by Nick Castle and a photograph of James Jude Courtney. And we're watching Halloween Ends the week before. Were any of your other favourite films rebooted at all? I guess you could argue that Zack Snyder's Justice League was technically... It was a remake. Not a remake, not a reboot. Zack Snyder's Justice League was more the directorial cut. It's not like it was being remade because it was the original version, so you could argue that the theoretical cut of Justice League was the remake. Because Zack right. Snyder's cut was the original version, which is like, with most versions, that would be the original version. It's just, they cut it down, and by that, they cut, like, you know, three hours of content just to make a, a one-hour-and-a-half film for the theatre. I don't think there was any other films on my list that actually got uh rebooted that i'm aware of you know the consumption and the consumerism of having to have more and more it's so apparent honestly like in hollywood um and it kind of sucks because it feels like most of the things that make money nowadays are not original ideas star wars i still stand by this today i do not think I honestly think Star Wars was best left alone with the original trilogy, maybe even the original film, because once you have more, people start demanding more and more, and that's just what's happened. You've got the prequels years later, which are the prequels, because the thing I have to say about, like, with Star Wars going into the sequel trilogy, it was bad. I will fully openly say that. It was a bad trilogy, but at the end of the day, I don't think if it was for The Force Awakens coming out, I would have ever got as into Star Wars as I am now. But at the same time, they could have done that so differently. Because I remember before Disney bought Lucasfilm, they started re-releasing the prequels in cinema. And they were going to do, like, I think, like, one film a year up to 2016. That would have been a great way for me to also potentially be reintroduced to Star Wars in, like, a bigger way. It's just kind of what I find is, like... You'll hear these corporations saying, oh, we want to make these for the new generation so they can grow up with it. But at the end of the day, why don't we just focus on re-releasing old films rather than just making new, worse versions of them? Or what big companies should be doing is think of something original that's not a book, not an already established series, or not a spin-off. Or, a better idea, just leave other films alone just don't reboot don't remake don't continue on which is the sad reality of star wars because i believe kathleen kennedy the head of lucasfilm kind of said the other day that star wars is going to go on forever which um it's not surprising <laughs> i mean yeah maybe there's infinite stories to tell i mean there's so many spin-offs now with it too um but it's the fact that you know it's, it's going to go on forever and it's just going to get stale. Let's think about the main film franchises that are out there right now. Obviously, we've got Marvel, which the entirety of the Marvel Cinematic Universe is based off the comics. Sure, some things are different, but the whole premise, all the concepts, all the characters come directly from old comic books. Some new comic books, but still not original source material. 
Um, same can be said for DC. Every single Star Wars thing that has come out is all based off the original film in 1977. We've got James Bond, all the 007 films, they're all based off books by Ian Fleming. So ultimately, the main message I guess we can take away from this is reboots are just kind of unnecessary. Keep keep the classics where they belong. If you want to reintroduce new generations to them, re-release them in the cinema, get kids to the cinema and watch them. Because you still do that. Like, um, they were released Lilo and Stitch in cinemas um, recently because it's the 20th anniversary. Um, so do that with Star Wars, do that with all these other films that have been rebooted rather than just making rehashings of them because they're so unnecessary and just end up making the, giving it a bad name for itself. If you have any thoughts about reboots and remakes, please let us know. We didn't say this last time and we apologise like we apologise about bi-weekly, but we now have an Instagram, Facebook and Twitter set up. So last time it was our first episode, so naturally we were just kind of trying to figure things out. I, w- I wasn't aware there's apparently a comment section uh, depending on where you're listening to this on. So if you have that, leave us a comment i guess too but if you are following us on instagram please leave us a message in the inbox or leave us a message on one of the posts and if you want to find our tag for um facebook and twitter it's at so what are we watching but on that note this leads us into our news section funnily enough we are talking once again about about a reboot because the trailer for the new, well, one of the new Pinocchio films coming out later this year is the new addition to Disney's live-action reboots. I'll give them credit for Pinocchio's design this from the images we've seen. They've, they've definitely took a, uh, a page or, you know, listened to the fans of these from criticism from Lion King and Aladdin, which we should have mentioned. But they've definitely just decided to go old school and old design with it and bring it into live adaptation. It looks really good. But then again, as a Disney reboot, is this going to flop like most of the other reboots and remakes? Or is this going to be a genuinely good remake? Because you say it looks good, but at the same time, like The Lion King looks good, but it just could have yeah, been done There's with like a difference else. between like you know saying something looks good versus it actually being good. Also what I find with like the Disney live action reboots it's like so much emotions conveyed from the 2D drawings of characters like you've got the big soppy sad eyes whereas going back to the Lion King it's just kind of a lion just looking like a lion and it's not as emotional as that. So I'm I hope this maybe fixes that problem. I don't know, but at the same time, it's like, how many Pinocchio reboots are we going to get at this point? Uh, I do believe before the the teaser trailer for this was announced and like start of this year, there was a Lionsgate version of Pinocchio. His voice was a bit fruity, um, like a bit high-pitched. Um, I'm not too sure what the reviews were on that, and I'm not too sure what the criticism was on that. Is um, that out? I think it's been released. Yeah, it was released like early on this year but it also doesn't there's a third pinocchio being released which begs the question how many more pinocchios are going to be made in next year or two but the third one is something i'm looking forward to more than the disney one strangely enough it's uh guillermo del toro uh who's done films like the shape of water hellboy uh you know he's 
master of his arts, especially with creatures, puppeteer, uh, and anything mythical. And it kind of, I think it's it's based off a book adaptation that's kind of like it's it's like a very like um, scruffy art style. It's, it's and I believe this is going to be like puppet slash stop motion, and it kind of it really fits Guillermo del Toro's um, theme and genre. At the same time, it's just kind of like we've had like a hundred. I I was trying to make a list of all the reboots there's been, but there's just so many versions of Pinocchio now. Obviously, you had the original nineteen forty Pinocchio film from Disney, um, and then you've got the Adventures of Pinocchio in nineteen ninety six. Something I found a bit strange was there was another Pinocchio film in 1996 called Pinocchio's Revenge. A horror is, film. It was a horror film of Pinocchio. So that's interesting. But there's millions, well, probably not millions, but there's dozens and dozens of Pinocchio adaptations. And it's just like, why is there so many reboots? And um, stepping away from Pinocchio, Jurassic World comes out, or Jurassic World Dominion comes out this weekend. And I think this is a film that you are going to go see over the weekend and maybe talk about in the next episode. We'll probably talk about it next week. Um, but Sam Neill is back. Uh, he plays uh, Alan. It kind of focuses on, you know, will dinosaurs reclaim the Earth again? Or will Earth, will humans, you know, keep the Earth? Um, I don't know why. I have a gut feeling for some reason they're going to kill off Sam Neill's character. Every time they bring back like an older character, like for example Han Solo in Force Awakens, they just instantly kill them off. Like you know, sometimes like a lot of things don't respect older characters as well, and they just decide like, oh, how do we end their character? Um, so if they do, I'm gonna be severely angry. I'm gonna be really mad. Um, but I I hope they don't. But only. We'll, 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 we'll see next episode. Um, yeah, I mean, we won't be discussing any spoilers, but um, you can... Will you be watching it before next week? Most likely. If it comes out this weekend, I'm definitely going to make the attempt to watch it. A film I'm definitely not making an attempt to watch, though, is Morbius, which has just been re-released into cinemas for it's some reason. still Morbin time. Ah, uh, no. Stop. <sighs> Morbius, if you haven't seen it, is one of the greatest films of all time. It's the first film to reach more billion dollars, and it's it's all about a Marvel legend. No, in all honesty, Morbius is one of the worst things I've seen. Um, I didn't even go see the film. I just watched some of the clips online, and it is just god-awful. Like, I already know Jared Leto's method acting is a little bit insane with his Joker rule. His method acting for this film was just basically over the top, like most of his films are. Uh, and, you know... Main appeal about this film, uh, definitely the um, iconic scene where Matt Smith pulls a Tobey Maguire and starts getting it on and dancing. Basically, starts dancing for some reason. Um, they Sony thought, yeah, that's appropriate. Um, despite all the negative backlash and despite all the negative comments and all that, for some reason, Morbius has been re-released back into cinemas. Purely because, because of, the, of memes. the memes. It really is because of the memes. The, the memes that have been going around, uh, it's Morbin time memes. Hell, and despite it only being in the cinemas for a few days in the USA, it's only earned another 86k. Um, just very, very weak. It's like, 
it, it was it all came out of a joke. They would not have re-released it if it wasn't for all the memes. It, it's like a joke sort of thing. Like, um, I think the whole release for Snyder Cut thing kind of has influenced a lot of people to just be like, oh, release this cut, release that cut. I think, cut. yeah, the Snyder um, Cut has basically encouraged people that, you know, fan campaigns can work. But I don't even think this was a fan campaign. It was more of a joke. And now Sony are taking it into their hands just like, oh, well, re-release it and actually maybe make a second film, which I really hope they don't. And now they're just making more villain sequel films, villain Spider-Man villain films. Craven the Hunter is coming out next year. El Morato is a film they're making. He's only appeared in like one comic and nobody even knows who's, who El Morato is. Morbius. Um, I feel... Oh, I don't even want to say go watch it in the cinema. Just, just watch it just, somewhere. Just watch, just watch Milo dancing scene on YouTube and just type in it's Morbin time and you'll understand why it's been memed back into existence. I'm sure you've probably already heard them all, though. So, with all that being said, that kind of wraps things up for today's episode of So, What Are We Watching? If you did like this episode, and if you did like the last episode, please let us know on our social channels. Please give us a follow. Uh, please share with your friends and family. And let us know... Um, what films do you want us to talk about in future episodes? We'll soon be having maybe some podcasts where it's not particularly just me and Andrew. Uh, we will be having some guests on. But until then, that is me and Jordan done for this episode. So we will see you next time. Goodbye, everyone. Bye-bye.